Good morning, everyone. Dr. Stillman should be joining me shortly. I'll tell you what, um, if you haven't checked this out already, Dr. Stillman is doing a Monday masterclass last week. It was on iodine. Uh, this week it was on cholesterol. Both of those are getting 20, plenty of views on his YouTube channel. If you go to his YouTube channel or my YouTube channel and you click on podcast or live, you'll be able to find those. We're going to be scheduling those in advance so you can basically set a reminder. And I'm going to set up this show every morning so you can set reminders so it'll be easier for you to follow. Good morning, Dr. Stillman. Hello, everyone. Good morning, Jim. How's everyone doing? Drop it in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. So I like to find things on Instagram to talk about. And uh, I saw this really, really compelling video. I, I don't think, you know, I didn't even realize how much time I was spending outside or inside until I got sick, until I had someone point out that I literally was spending 99.9% .9 of my day indoors. I would get up at 5 a.m. I would work all day, go home at 8 or 9 o'clock, and then struggle to go to sleep, get up, and repeat. And when I did go outside, I had sunglasses on, got right into my air-conditioned car, and never spent any time outside. So this video that I shared in the description on, on, um, on Instagram that I shared really just goes over like the side effects of you constantly living inside. And most people don't realize that a lot of the things that they're struggling with are just the fact that they never, ever, ever go outside. That's a fact. Yeah. And it's one of the things that people hear and then don't actually do. And that's why we talk about this a lot, you know, in our, in the practice is that, you know, I, I tell patients and the staff, there's the number one and number two uh, reasons for failure to get well, get the results you want, whether it's gaining muscle or, you know, getting rid of your GI issues or improving your memory or whatever. The number one and two reasons for failure are failure to engage and failure to execute. And the engaging part or engagement part is showing up to calls, scheduling time with your practitioner, getting your labs done buying the supplements, taking them when recommended, you know, making the dietary changes. Um, sorry, that's the failure. Then the, the other side of that is the failure to execute, right? And it, they, they play into one another, but the failure to execute is not going outside, not doing the workouts, not taking the supplements, not making the dietary changes. And we understand that people are busy. They have a lot on their plates. They have a lot of other things that may be distracting them. But one of the the worst things that can happen for people's wellness is to be distracted by things that seem like they may fix the problem um, and that are being aggressively marketed to them. Yeah. But the reality is that, you know, Jim likes to say small hinges swing big doors. Now I can't stop saying that myself because we see it <laughs> happening and we see people going outside and getting rid of their sunglasses and getting the lights off at night and buying blue blockers and every single time it's the same story. I'm sleeping better. I have more energy. I feel more rested when I wake up. Sometimes it's my hot flashes are gone. I'm making better dietary choices. I'm focusing better. I have a better mood. I'm less anxious. The list goes on and on and on. And it's so important for people to understand that 
these small, seemingly inconsequential things are the things that make the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to mention to people that, the, you know, this is so important to Jim and I that we created a whole program for this called the Fundamentals of Wellness. Because, you know, like I said, the f- number one and number two mistakes that we see people making are failure to engage and failure to execute. And we needed a program that we could get people into and give them coaching and, and give them accountability and help them troubleshoot these things. Because sometimes people don't have the right direction. They don't know exactly what to do and they need more information, which is why we made the course. And it's why we offer a monthly group coaching with it that actually scales as there's more and more people in the course. So I think it's like one group coaching call for every 30 people. And the average on our group coaching call calls is what, five to 10. Yep. So you actually get a lot of one-on-one time with us and you get to learn a lot from other people on the call and you yep. get the benefits of community and, and being in touch with other people. We're doing a similar thing for uh, testosterone, which we just recorded the webinar for on Saturday, which people should listen to. It was a really good one. Yeah, I'll share all the, the links to that in the description. But but a big part of it is a lot of people, they know too many things. They just don't take action. That's exactly right. right. You know, right. how many people, you know, they, they're like, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling with this. And we start going through our checklist, our five things, right? Are you walking outside three times a day for 10 minutes? Well, I'm trying to. I'm doing it once. Are you eating a protein at every meal? Oh, that's really hard. I, I, I. I'm really struggling with that. Um, Are you getting the lights off at night? Well, I'm still scrolling on my phone. So there's no point in us going into all these other shenanigans and details until you at least get a couple of those fundamental, you know, walk outside three times a day, a protein at every meal, high quality water, get the lights off at night, have a social connection. If you don't at least have that foundational thing down, you don't need to be worrying about the next shiny object until you nail those things down. And the one thing I've realized from training, you know, people for 25 years plus is people need to hear this stuff over and over and over again. And that's one of the reasons if you've been following us for a while, you're going to hear us saying it over and over and over again, not only for the new people that haven't seen us before, but for the people that have been following us for a while and then finally like, I'm going to do it. Okay, wow, this is this is really effective. And sometimes it takes, as I've learned, it might take somebody two years, a year to actually buy into this stuff. And it might be as something simple as opening your window in your office. And that's the best you can do for now. Taking a 10-minute break at work every couple hours, right? It, it might be little things that get you going in the right direction you might not have to reinvent your life like i did sell your gym and now create a business where you work outside all day you might not be able to do that right now but you can definitely take steps in the right direction so you don't continually dig this hole that you're stuck in that's exactly right that's exactly right jim the other thing in the video that stuck out to me is the the way that they talked about the poor indoor air quality and how you know then the solution to this is to spray air fresheners and add all kinds of things to the air i mean it's really kind of comical how people have gotten trained to thinking about their environment by modern marketing narratives oh you have you know air that doesn't smell bad here's a scent or a spray oh you know you want to make sure the air in your house is clean like here's an air filter and there's a place for scents who doesn't like a little patchouli or some essential oils, right? A little but peppermint. Same, sure, right, whatever. 
But at the same time, you know, you can open the doors and windows and get fresh air in the house. And in the vast majority of locations where you're li probably listening to this, the air quality is really good. And you're better off getting that air into the house than not. Some of you struggle with allergies, sympathize. Then the air filters become really important. The HEPA filters and HEPA filtration systems are really good. I stay away from the ozone and photocatalysis units for various reasons. Um, but, you know, and that's the other thing about the indoor air quality that's really deteriorated over time is that people have, um, you know, mold will get into ductwork, mold will get into HVAC systems. And I've seen mold poison whole families that way. And it's largely not just because the molds in the ductwork are because they never get outside and they never open the windows and they never open the doors. And so that moldy air just recirculates over and over and over and over again. Spray and more for ice, baby. You know, if you walk into your house and you smell a funk after you've been out of it for a while, because you'll you'll get nose blind to whatever your house smells like, and you smell that funk, it's a bad sign. It's time to open those doors and windows and go ahead and accept the fact that your air conditioning and heating bill is going to be a little bit higher. Maybe you run the thermostat a little bit lower or higher, depending on the season, so you can offset that cost. But I mean, you know, not having high quality indoor air is a major problem for modern people. Well, and, and people would will understand or they'll they'll find that if they get outside more and get more sun and they build a solar callus, um, they raise their vitamin D levels and they work on improving their efficiency of their breathing and they breathe through their, their nose more, um, they won't have as many allergies. That often happens, yeah. And there's a lot of other, you know, remedies for allergies. We're actually going to be rolling that out in the practice soon. We have some really exciting sublingual immunotherapy options for people. And this is something that's actually really important to me. People don't know that you can treat your allergies with something called sublingual immunotherapy that can be done at home. Uh, it can be uh, shipped to you. You know, you can have a consult with me. We can figure out what you're allergic to. We, we can get you the remedies shipped to you along with support like vitamin D and understanding what you, where you are nutritionally and what you need to eat and what supplements may be beneficial for you, like vitamin C. So we can do all that and we can actually reverse allergies and we can get rid of these symptoms. And that's something that really bothered me when I was in the allergy um, world, the conventional allergy world, that is, is they would just put people on drugs and have them come back every three to six months, or they would put them on shots. You know, the shots um, are... The only reason that allergy shots are being used today is that they're paid for by insurance. And the sublingual immunotherapy that we offer is not actually paid for by insurance. Um, it's it's out of an out-of-pocket cost, but it turns out to be cheaper long-term because you don't have to spend a ton of time driving to an office and sitting there, not to mention getting injected. And one of the things that the allergy extracts, the allergy shots have in them is actually aluminum. It's there in trace quantities, but in many of the vials, many of the the, uh, the allergens are or the extracts, I should say, are preserved with aluminum. And so you have fewer side effects with sublingual immunotherapy. You have a better therapeutic profile. It's more convenient for the patient. But, you know, unfortunately, it's not being used widely, um, uh, frankly, because of the profit motives within the conventional medical system. Would, would you have to be in Florida, Virginia, or New York, or the states you're licensed in to do that? Or do they have to come see us in person? Or is that something you can just do? They need to officially be a patient of the practice. And so I would limit it to the states where I'm licensed. Um, 
and it, and that it, that means New York, um, Florida, uh, right now. We've got a couple more. I've got a couple more in the works. In Virginia, right? Uh, yes, yes. But for this, I would need or want help from uh, our nurse practitioners, who are amazing, for the record. Yes. Um, yeah. And so they're they're licensed in New York and Florida. And so I would want to make sure that we we were either living in those states or if you come see us once a year, you can become a patient of the practice for a whole year. Yeah, a lot of people get really confused with this stuff because they do. Yeah. You know, with the beer, the beer bug, they kind of open telemedicine right up and now they're Mm -hmm. trying to clamp down on it again. Mm -hmm. Particularly the disturbing one is what they're trying to do with testosterone. They're basically going to make it so you have to see a doctor every time you get a testosterone application. Well, they're talking about it, but I mean, I don't know if they'll ever actually do that. Well, I hope they don't, but the fact that they're talking about it is absolutely insanely dumb. Well, that's the thing we need to talk about is that people people need to know that there's really a war on men, a war on particularly masculinity. They're really coming after anything that supports healthy, uh, to be blunt, normal male behavior. They're trying to pathologize it. And we see these bizarre double standards in testosterone prescribing in the uh, medical system you know for example if you want to get testosterone from a doctor it's technically a dea schedule two drug which means that you can't sell it over the counter you can't sell it you know um, without a prescription uh and it has to be controlled and monitored by the dea and the reason for that originally is that it is sort of a drug of abuse because people will take more of it than maybe they should on the other hand, the crazy thing about testosterone is that, you know, and you know this better than almost anybody, people took crazy and still take crazy doses of testosterone and they're not yes. dropping dead. I mean, you know, it's just today I sent you an article that we're going to talk about later this week on a drug that's causing a lot of side effects. And one of the side effects that's now being reported is an increased risk of, I think, thyroid cancer. Yeah. And the number of people, I mean, testosterone is, and this goes back to when it was discovered in the 1800s, they called it the elixir of life. And we just don't see adverse events with TRT clinically, but the conventional medical community is just totally lost in thinking that it's dangerous because they've been brainwashed into thinking that by the powers that be who want testosterone to be prescribed to men as little as possible because it solves the problems that they end up on their uh, uh, Cialis or Cialis or, you know, Tadalafil or Viagra for it solves the problems that end up on ADHD medications and antidepressants. It solves the problems that end up putting them on, you know, anti-diabetes medications or weight loss drugs or whatever. So the low testosterone epidemic is that and the, and the, and menopause medicine, they're two of the, biggest money makers for big the big you know pharmaceutical companies because when your healthy hormone levels drop out or are disrupted you turn into a metabolic dumpster fire and the best you can hope for is basically aging gracefully with lower and lower you know sex hormone levels which is possible but you know you turn into an unimpressive little old person and a lot of our patients coming to us you know they want to look and feel as young as possible because they love feeling that way. And that's why I say, you know, testosterone is what makes being a man fun. Yeah. Well, it's even worse is when you're a metabolic dumpster fire and that happens in addition, right? You know, sure. Chick- the chicken and the egg. I'm going to burn the podcast down. 
I'm going to say this as subtly as I can. I saw a video the other day. The hypocrisy here is absolutely insane. I yes. can't remember who it was that shared this video. but it was And before like, Jim says this, I just want to add, we're really pretty uncensored on this, despite being on conventional you know, platforms. Right. And we, we appreciate your likes, your shares, your comments, your subscriptions, yes. because yeah. the algorithm doesn't like us. And no. we'd like it if you liked us. Right. Thank you. I saw this video. It was a, somebody playing a 14-year-old boy who goes into <laughs> yeah. the doctor and says... I want to be more muscular. I'm skinny. I don't like, I'd like to get on testosterone. And the doctor says, that's horrible. Um, I, I uh, you know, changing your hormones is dangerous. You know, all these things, it's, it's horrible. Don't do that. And the same 14 year old boy goes in and says, I'm a 14 year old boy. I identify, identify as a woman. I want to become a woman. He's like, great. We'll give you these castrating medications. We'll destroy your hormones will totally castrate you and that's totally fine. Yeah. So it's the hypocrisy burn me upside down at the stake. The hypocrisy is absolutely insane by design. It is insane. It's totally nuts. And what's really, I mean, almost, you know, tragically funny about this is that, you know, the, it's actually the, the transgender lobby that's asking for testosterone to be delisted as a schedule two drug, which would yes. then make it um, a non-controlled medication, which would then expand access and make it right. easier for people to get. And I mean, some of them probably want to make it over the counter, which would be, well, let's just say that would have a very interesting effect on the world. There'd be a lot more bros. Well, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out because, you know, it's it's pretty clear that they don't want men to be using testosterone to support normal, healthy, youthful levels of testosterone. But right. They definitely want and are open to, you know, giving when, it to people. Well, here's the, here's the funny thing. Exactly. When they opened it up for transgender athletes to compete against women, the International Olympic Committee raised the level of testosterone acceptable in women's events to allow that to happen. So basically what they're saying is, ladies, get on the test. You know, like the only way you're going to compete. And even if they do take testosterone, they're not going to be able to compete. There was a lady named Becca Swanson, super sweet lady. And, uh, you know, I'm all for individual freedom. Do, do whatever you want to yourself. Google Becca Swanson. She is the heaviest deadlift in female. I think, I, I think it's... Um, in the upper 600s, maybe. I can't remember exactly, but she was juiced to the gills. Like, I mean, juiced to the gills. She was on everything but the kitchen sink. And she still could not outlift the uh, natural male in weight classes lower than her. There are guys that are natural that are pulling 700 plus. And natural for those of you not in the know means not on testosterone or performance enhancing drugs. Right, so you've got this lady who's got great genetics. You look at her frame, she has a, you know, she has a solid athletic frame and she was on everything. She was like 245 and ripped and she couldn't outlift the natural men at that weight class or even the weight classes below. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's, thousands of high school men every year 
that absolutely destroy Flojo, the fastest woman ever. So there, you know, there's a massive difference between right. Men are men just naturally more athletic than women, and there is nothing we can do to change that. And the more fact stronger, that more explosive. Yeah, and the fact that they are now raising the normals for women indicates that they. I mean, it's just it's it's so it's perverse to change the normal values of hormones just because the population you know, thinks it's politically correct. Just like, you know, we've talked, we talked about this on the webinar on Saturday, um, uh, but they've changed, they shifted the normal ranges for testosterone down. You know, they used to be something like 900 to 1200. And before that they were like 1200 to 1500. Right. And now they're, you know, 200 to 800 or something like that. I'll be right back. Our nurses locked. Our nurses locked totally out. Totally insane. <laughs> we well, locked. Jim, I think. I think that we might as well wrap it up. Okay, that sounds so, good. Well, anyway, we were. I'll we, check, we check all, out all the links below that we're going to share. We went okay. all over the place with this one. We hope you enjoyed it. We talked about. I can't believe we just talked about allergies, performance enhancing drugs, testosterone, um, the transgender, women, men, men and women's sports, men and women's sports. Um, I think we have ADD. I just think we do we we help such a wide range of people it's part of the yes. challenge what we do is that we have so many people coming to us from such diverse backgrounds and we apply the same approach the same template the same blueprint the same algorithm to every single one of them and in the beginning yes well in the beginning and then we layer things on top of that which is part of why you know i love our coaching programs i recommend you all check them out the testosterone program is currently enrolling enrollment for that shuts off tomorrow at midnight check out our fundamentals of wellness, which I mentioned. We really help people understand these things and then, and then apply them. And we answer a lot of, of questions in the, uh, the Q and A's that we have and people get a lot out of them. So thanks everyone for watching. Have a great day, Jim. Good to see you. Bye-bye.